0: Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, in high fidelity. I used to rule the world, the rise with a game.
1: Welcome, everyone. Pop Health Week on the Blog Talk Radio and Affiliate Networks is brought to you by Health Innovation Media. I'm Greg Masters, the producer and co-host of the show, and in the virtual studio today is my reliable colleague, Fred Goldstein, principal co-host and co-founder here at Pop Health Week. Hey, Fred, and uh, before we get into this, give us a quick update on the IRMA aftermath in the Jacksonville area.
0: So as you know, thanks, Greg. Glad to be on this week too. And as you know, Jacksonville got hit pretty hard. Um, actually, we were a little surprised by it. it had some of the worst flooding we've ever experienced in the city, which actually impacted a lot of the healthcare systems in town with uh, some of them flooding and not being able to open up and others, um, you know, uh, moving patients in from certain sections of the hospital to others uh, due to it. Um, but overall, you know, it's pulled together really well and uh, A lot of downed trees, a lot of buildings that are going to be recuperating and getting in four feet of water, and some of them are six and others. uh, But otherwise, I think if people did well, I don't think we had any major issues with individuals and loss of life, so that's the good news.
1: Yeah, it looks like the country's sending lots of love and lots of money to the affected areas, and now we've got uh, Maria to worry about. Anyway, for those of you not familiar with Fred, he's a veteran healthcare executive and the president of Accountable Health, LLC which is a Jacksonville, Florida-based consulting firm. Uh, Fred serves on the editorial board of the Journal of Population Health Management and the Best Practices Review Panel for the Institute for Medicaid Innovations. He is a past chair and former board member of the Population Health Alliance. Fred is known on Twitter as at FSGoldstein. My background includes thought leadership and strategy consulting for hospitals, health systems, and physician-led ventures. I publish and principally author, acowatch.com, healthinnovationmedia.com, and precisionmedicine.center. And now for today's special guest, Mike Paselli. Mike Paselli is the visionary founder and one might arguably say driver of a Denver-based company called Catalyst HTI, which we'll hear more about shortly. Mike's bio notes: After being named as a first-team All Pac-10 kicker in 1999, and now playing in the Rose Bowl with his Stanford Cardinal the following year, all while earning his B.A. and M.A., Mike Paselli hung up his cleats and brought his unwavering determination and collective spirit to the field of healthcare. During his tenure with several industry-leading medical device companies in Nevada and Cor- in Colorado. I quickly recognized the potential of digital health technology to significantly improve medical outcomes and decided to join the growing movement of entrepreneurs, technologists, and clinicians who were reimagining healthcare through innovation. MedPassage, a digital health startup that connected the buyers and sellers of medical implants via an online platform, represented his first attempt to, at using tech Technology to address the U.S. healthcare system's pervasive inefficiencies. After a private equity group acquired MedPassions in 2013, whoopee, Mike began collaborating with a wide range of individuals and organizations dedicated to accelerating the current transformation of the U.S. healthcare industry through digital health innovation. Yet it was only as a board member of Prime Health and a senior advisor to 101010 that Mike witnessed firsthand the tremendous power of a determined community of clinicians, executives, technologists, entrepreneurs, academics, and investors could wield. Realizing just how much more could be accomplished if that power was harnessed, Mike began developing the industry integrator concept, a completely new feature of the innovation economy that would allow the healthcare industry to be integrated at the point of innovation by housing an entire Health tech ecosystem in a single location. I like it. Now, in partnership with governmental, academic, nonprofit, and commercial organizations, Mike Baselli is developing Catalyst ATI, HTI, a first-of-its-kind industry integrator in Denver's River North district. Rhino that begin that will bring together digital health startups and Fortune 20s alike in the race to fix American healthcare. So, Fred, with that introduction, over to you. Help us get to know Mike and what he's doing at Catalyst
0: HDI. Thanks so much, Greg. And Mike, welcome to Pop Health Week. Great to be here. Thanks for having me today, guys. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us. And and, um, before we get into Catalyst, give us a little um, history of what brought you to go to create something like this and, and what you saw as the potential need or the area you were trying to solve.
2: Absolutely, and, and that's a great place to start. You know, so myself, as as Greg kind of set the stage, uh, I've been in healthcare for a number of years after hanging up the cleats and uh, playing uh, college football for Stanford. That's when I entered uh, uh, healthcare. First uh, ten years were in that medical device industry. Jumped on the jumped off the entrepreneurial cliff in uh, 2011. Built and then sold Med Passage, and then really what the impetus was for Catalyst was the following. My startup was based in a, in a, uh, a co-working space uh, that really transformed how I looked at how, how younger generations and startups and entrepreneurs live, work, and play. Uh, some of the uh, listeners today may be uh, thinking, what is co-working? Uh, look at groups like WeWork or Galvanize. It's a new concept where we bring a bunch of startups under one roof to allow for them to co-locate while building their startups. My startup was in the very first one ever opened here in Denver, Colorado in uh, the very beginning of 2012. And it truly transformed the trajectory of the growth of my startup uh, and, and myself personally and professionally, meet, meeting mentors, meeting advisors, meeting other entrepreneurs, uh, investors, etc. cetera. And so after we sold uh, MedPassage at the end of 2013, I said, well, what, is, what am I going to do next? You know, what, what, is, what, is, what do I want to go solve for next? What, what do I want to uh, really, uh, what's my next move on, on impacting the healthcare industry? And I thought about that experience with my startup in that co-working space. And I said, you know, if we're going to truly fix healthcare and reimagine it from the ground floor, we're not going to do it from startups alone. And so therefore, while I had a wonderful experience in this co-working space with just startups, I firmly believe that we're not going to reimagine healthcare with startups alone. It is going to take all of us from Fortune 100 all the way down to that woman with an ID on a napkin and everything in between. Private enterprise, government, academia, nonprofits, brace yourself, even patients themselves are to be involved. Um, and so what fell out of that is our project here called Catalyst. And it is, a, uh, it is not an accelerator. We hear that term a lot. Uh, we have several accelerators that are going to be housed in this campus. This is not an incubator. We hear, we hear that term a lot. We have several of those as well. And then lastly, this is not just a co-working space. That is just going to be our fourth floor of seven total floors on this campus, where we already have over 35, I think maybe even approaching now, 40-plus healthcare innovation startups being housed on that level alone. What we call this is is an industry integrator, bringing all aspects of healthcare under the same roof, at the point of innovation, to reimagine this industry. Now, here's the key, together, from Fortune 100 all the way down to that woman with an idea on a napkin.
0: That's really fascinating, because what you've done, I remember uh, hearing Esther Dyson out um, Health 2.0 years ago in a closing panel talking to a bunch of young startup innovators out there and saying, I'm going to come back here in two years and 90% of you won't be here. And they all kind of looked stunned. And she made the comment because you don't have any healthcare expertise. You're building cool stuff. And what you've got, is, it sounds like even beyond that of linking up the healthcare expertise, but you're talking government, you're talking other pieces of it to really try to go after a whole enchilada. Is that essentially it?
2: You, you, you nailed it, Fred. And, here, and here's really the premise behind it all. Um, I would recommend all of our listeners today and, and, and you know even all of you and our friends and everybody to pick up a key book that really opened my eyes to all of this. And it's Steve Case's book, The Founder of AOL. It's Steve Case's book called The Third Wave. And what he maps in that book, and he actually even calls Denver, Colorado out in that book, is that the new generation of business, the next wave of business, is going to be via partnerships and collaboration. Meaning, think about if an Airbnb and a Hilton, you know, Hilton Hotels maybe partnered up early, uh, do you think Airbnb may have taken all of their market share so quickly? Maybe not. Think about if, if an Uber partnered up with the taxi industry. Would the taxi industry basically be non-existent? Maybe not. And so these are the new realities that the big players in any industry, and I know we're specifically talking healthcare here, but any industry, uh, these large players, these large established organizations must be closely coupled with the innovators, the disruptors, and the entrepreneurs. These are the new reality or uh, uh, the new realities of business moving forward. And so Catalyst right here in downtown Denver is a physical manifestation of that. You know, if our listeners go to catalysthealthtech.com, they'll see on a community page that we have fortune number 79, Hitachi. Officing on the third floor, one floor removed from, you know, what's going to be about 50 different startups. We have Kaiser Permanente, the third largest health system in the nation, delivering care on the first floor, where the provider, the entrepreneur, and again, brace yourself, the patient will be working together in real time. We have Medical Group Management Association, representing over 400,000 physicians and 44 plus thousand administrators, opening up a 6,000 square foot innovation lab to invite all of their members and constituents to come to Denver and collaborate and work together to solve some of the biggest and, and, and most difficult problems that face us right now in healthcare. I firmly believe that if we all jump into the same boat, start working together, knocking down the silos between all of us, we can absolutely reimagine this industry and get it back on the right track.
0: That's great. And you talked about, and one thing you talked about, which is a phrase I really like seeing was this, was having an ecosystem mindset. Can you explain what that is to our listeners? Absolutely. So, an ecosystem
2: mindset is the following. You know, when when we think about healthcare, it is very complex. It is, you know, approaching 20% of our GDP, trending to 24 to 25% in the next 10 years. Right now, we're at a 3 trillion dollar spend. That's with a T. It's going to take a lot of uh, deep deep level thinking new and fresh ideas, new and fresh perspectives. But imagine if we created an ecosystem, an, a, a, you know, whether it be in a physical environment with catalysts, or across the nation, like for instance, with the Pink socks movement. Uh, you know, Fred, you and I were, were with the Pink Sox group yeah. while at Tim's at, at in, in, uh, in February. Ecosystems, virtual or in, in real life, getting together, having mind share, uh, challenging ideas, challenging assum- assumptions, Celebrating wins, helping others, that's how we're going to change industries. And the ones that the one that you and I are most excited about is obviously our healthcare industry right here in the United States.
0: Right. And, and if you think about this, and it's really, I mean, most healthcare systems have always been you know, built we are a singular unit or function, and we're not sharing with anybody, we're not working with others, we are ourselves. Is there a difference in the younger entrepreneurship that's going to help to push that, or are you seeing some of the larger groups say, "Wait a second, we got to open this up, connect the pipes, et cetera? Uh,
2: I think both, uh, and I think uh, I think some of these younger generations are demanding it. Um, you know, we have to we have to remember contextually. Uh, you know, these uh, young Gen Xers, and then of course behind them, the millennials. They grew up with a phone, and a smartphone in their hand. Uh, information is is flat. Uh, you know, they can get anything and everything on their smartphone on a couple clicks of a button, uh, you know, price transparency or lack thereof to a millennial that doesn't make sense, right? Uh, does it make sense that I have to take a half a day off, take my kids to childcare to go and get a, a checkup or maybe just talk to my doctor about a mark on my skin? No, these younger generations are now demanding it through their smartphone. Let me connect with Dr. Fred through a via, you know, a secured uh, messaging and and, and telemedicine platform. These are the new realities. And, and, you know, these younger generations are demanding it. They're not going to let off the gas. And I'm starting to see the industry, the establishment in the industry respond accordingly. And uh, to me, that's very exciting.
0: Absolutely. And so you've you've got this, (laughs) this great place you're building. You're putting in key players, you know, from like you said, from Kaiser to MGMa to small startups, how it, it, have you thought through how you're creating an environment to get that interaction? You know, kind of like Apple's done, where they get had to walk past certain areas or all connect through the places. Any of that go on in your thinking?
2: One hundred percent. We're very fortunate that uh, you know this. This is taking a village to uh, to build this uh, uh, this project called Catalyst. Uh, you know, our developer for the project, a group here in in Colorado called Coble and Company. Uh, they have been at uh, developing real estate for over 64 years now. These folks uh, are are experts at at the built environment. And then, of course, the third leg of our partnership is the land to build this campus on, and that's from the Burgess family. But to your question, you know, that's what we've been so blessed with is having COBOL and company's leadership to think through that built environment, because to your point about that example with Apple, uh, it's it's very true. For instance, we have a 250-person auditorium on the ground floor. We're going to have four different restaurants, 20-plus different boardrooms, uh, all kinds of breakout rooms, foam booths, a living room on the seventh floor that overlooks the entire uh, city skyline with the Rocky Mountains right behind it. Why is that important? Because what if Fred is the vice president of Hitachi and Mike is a brand new budding startup entrepreneur and maybe Fred is always having his coffee at 8 a.m. up in that living room on the seventh floor and Mike starts having his coffee at the same time. All of a sudden, we call that a serendipitous collision, meaning at some point, Fred is going to see me over and over and over again in that building and he's going to say, Mike, what are you working on? And I get to tell Fred what I'm working on. And now there's that trust. We're, a, we're, we're friends. We're part of something bigger than just ourselves. We're part of this catalyst movement. And then all of a sudden, Fred says to Mike, you know what, why don't you give me a demo of that new technology? I want to take a look at that. Then one thing leads to another. Maybe Hitachi wants to use it. And then one thing leads to another. Maybe Hitachi buys Mike's startup. So you know the, the, the way I equate uh, this campus is the following. Why do all of us, go to the conferences for our industry, whatever that might be. Why do we go and take four to six to five, you know, four or five, six, seven days out of our schedule, away from family, spend a lot of money on hotels and airfare and food, because we're meeting thought leaders, because we're networking, we're learning, you know, we're spending time with community and industry leaders. Imagine that happening every single day at Catalyst in downtown Denver. That's what, that's our goal. And we're already watching these partnerships and collaborations between the already announced tenants occurring. It's incredibly exciting and, more importantly, very humbling to help lead this charge.
0: Your, your excitement is infectious. I mean, you really fired up, which is fantastic. And I love what you're doing because you really are trying to bring together people in one place. So, how close are you guys to full?
2: Good, great question. We're north of 60%. We're obviously navigating quite a few deals right now, um, and uh, we have some more announcements coming very soon. So, to all the listeners, stay tuned over at the CatalystHealthTech.com website. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be opening up in May of 2018, um, but we are uh, marching quickly and filling this uh, building up
0: rapidly. I know you've also helped other or, or been at other cities looking at doing things um what sort of advice would you give them
2: that's a really good question you know so that's that's another big piece of 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 what uh, you know drives me is that you know while we have a very incredible ecosystem here we've now identified here in denver we've now identified over 150 plus digital health startups that call colorado home with many more moving here we were just ranked the number three tech hub in the nation uh, by U.S. News and World Report, only behind Boston and San Francisco, respectively. Number one city to live, work, and play. I mean, I can go on and on and on about the accolades of Denver, Colorado. But the point is the following. While we're doing some great things here on the ground in Denver, there are also phenomenal things happening across the nation. Cambia Grove in Seattle, Steve and Matter in Chicago. Uh, we've got the folks up in Boston, down in Orlando, uh, you know, uh, uh, Miami. Uh, uh, I mean, you can go on and on at Dallas, Houston. Uh, So we have all of these ecosystems around the nation working to reimagine healthcare, And so to me, it's very important that while I'm dedicating the large majority of my time here in Denver to build this campus and to further build out our ecosystem at large, it is vitally important that us leaders around this nation also stitch together our innovation ecosystems across the nation. Because what they might be doing in Seattle is what we can be learning from here in Denver. What we're doing in Denver, our friends down in Austin can learn from, et cetera. And so, you know, we must, as leaders across this country, continue to stitch our innovation ecosystems together to knock down this ivory tower, what I call a broken healthcare system.
0: Great, you've you've done. You know, you had a company you started up. It did very well. Um, what would you tell the, you know? individual companies out there who are looking, you know, they're maybe just starting up. And, and also what do you see amongst this huge, you're obviously got a, in, in that ecosystem you're creating, there's all kinds, I can imagine there's all kinds of little startups and things going on. What areas excite you most, or do you think maybe early winners?
2: You know, some areas in regards And Fred, you mean like in regards to types of technologies?
0: Yeah. The new technologies or new company, new, new, approaches or companies out there that excite you areas you think are going to be clear early winners?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, and it's still early, but I think blockchain has an incredible amount of opportunity here in, in, uh, in healthcare. Uh, one leading blockchain company actually is going to be calling Catalyst home, a group called Burst IQ. Uh, listeners can find out more at burstiq.com. But using blockchain for the safe transference of health data, uh, giving that power of that data back to the patient, game-changing. Uh, natural language processing and artificial intelligence, huge. You know, we have a company here, TenMD, an uh, again another catalyst tenant, uh, using uh, artificial intelligence and natural language processing to literally put the technology in the background, so Doctor Fred and patient Mike can 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 get back to that one-on-one relationship, as opposed to having Doctor Fred typing on a keyboard while I'm supposed to be sharing you know, what I need fixed as a patient, right? Let's get the technology in the background so we can get back to that human interaction. Predictive analytics, huge opportunity for, uh, you know, for sepsis or what, whatever that might be. Predictive analytics can touch all kinds of pieces of healthcare, uh, you know, big data, of course. Um, I still think, uh, I, I'm still bullish on, on wearable technology. I know it, it, it hasn't gotten favorable reviews in, in, uh, in the media over the past couple of years, but I think we're early. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, we're still learning in regards to what wearable tech looks like, but I do think that there's still a massive potential there as well. So those are just, uh, you know, uh, chatbots, right? I mean, I can keep going on and on and on. Those are some, are of, the, those are some of the areas that excite me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, and I agree with you completely. I mean, we we've had on, you know, uh, we had NLP Logics on a couple weeks or last week, and they were talking in essence about, you know, some of the vision work they've done with uh, machine learning and now a project with Mayo. and. And Microsoft on stroke detection, but do you see any things going on in there around interaction with patient kind of stuff? Anything in that area, or is it pretty much we're going to move this thing forward technologically? And there's all these tech approaches to it. Um, You know, maybe explain expand on that a little bit, there, Fred. I'm thinking about you know. At the end of the day there's you know, there's a doctor working with a patient or things that you talked about some of them that make make the life of uh, you know, somebody getting a room for a hotel a whole lot easier. Are you you know, obviously there are things that could be done in that in those types of arenas around how you interact with a patient, creating that relationship with an individual to help them live their life or change their behavior. And obviously things like blockchain and burst IQ and I saw their, their new announcement are, are really cool ideas coming up around some pieces of that. Are there any tools you're seeing around patient interaction with providers or stuff like that? Or is that still something being looked at differently?
2: No, absolutely. I think, you know, one thing that uh, is really exciting and I, can, and I can share with this, you know, this, is, this came out of uh, our Catalyst project. Uh, a group called SiriusMD, a telemedicine platform calling mm-hmm. Catalyst home, as, as well as Kaiser Permanente. They have now formed a partnership. And you know, initially, they, uh, you know, they were looking at uh, the actual video conferencing as the tool that the member or the patient wanted. Well, the patient actually started using the technology. And guess what really took off? Async, asynchronous text me- messaging with the doctor, meaning patient Mike can send in a quick text, and maybe Dr. Fred is with another patient at the time. Maybe 10 minutes later, he can, he can then respond to me. That took off like wild, wildfire. And so, when you know, I think an a text, asynchronous texting environment with your provider uh, has massive opportunity. Um, you know, so does obviously telemedicine and and and, and uh, virtual consults and all of that, um, which get me very excited. Uh, I'm I'm incredibly excited to continue to think about you know all the entrepreneurs out there driving price transparency, so we as patients yeah. know what the heck, know what the heck we're buying, right? <laughs> you know, I it, it just it, it just Drives me nuts that we we walk in and get care. We have no idea what was just spent. That just is absolutely ridiculous. And so I'm very excited about a lot of entrepreneurs that are taking that on as well.
0: And and your example is is classic because it gets back to w- what came out of the idea was actually an unintended success of something we didn't think of, but would only happen because you link that system up with a provider group, and the provider group starts using it. The patients start using it, and then the patients come back and say, well, we want to use it this way. And you've now got a success out of something that maybe you didn't think going in, that was the way it was going to come out. You and, got and it. I guess so, in, so that environment creates that. So, so people anywhere, are there going to be things like, I assume you're going to have formal, hey, company ABC is presenting Monday night, you know, oh. things like that as well to give opportunities for your tenants?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to have pitch competitions, lectures, symposiums, right, you know, you know, so for instance, what if, um, you know, for uh, one of our tenants is going to be the American Diabetes Association, maybe they want to host an event on Thursday night, and have a call for all of the community members to come and listen to a problem that they're trying to solve, you know, they may not have the answers to the problem, but they're going to leverage the community leverage the crowd, the crowd being other catalyst tenants, right. Um, maybe uh, we'll have, again, like I said, a pitch competition where we have, you know, uh, an actual, uh, you know, live pitches and maybe money, you know, war money given away or pilot opportunities, et cetera. We're going to have community building events, right? We're going to be hosting. You know, just maybe community happy hours, community get togethers. We're going to have throughout the entire building a a network visual boards where I might, you know, blast messages on it say, hey, say hi to Fred today. It's his birthday. Or uh, wish Mike and his family congrats. They just had their first child, right? To make sure that we're building exactly that a community. This is not just a building where you're leasing office space. We are building a community through this built environment for all of us to build trust to build deep and lasting relationships so we can all get together and knock this ivory tower down that's called the broken healthcare
0: system. Fantastic, you're, You know, obviously Denver's gonna have this, what I consider just this great center, love to come out and, and visit it and see, You know, meet some of the clients, what you're doing and learn about some of the exciting stuff. Is, do you have any plans to replicate this in other places?
2: That's a great question. You know what? We're going to stay laser focused. I'm going to sound like a politician right now, right? We're going to stay
0: laser,
2: <laughs> to stay laser focused on this uh, on this bill here in Denver. We have a lot in front of us. We're, we're we're working very hard into making sure that we nail this concept because I believe it's uh, one of the first in kind in of the country. And so it's up to us to make sure we nail it, and then we'll see what goes from there.
0: That's Fantastic, and I certainly hope you nail it, because as, as you've been pounding on this, and the others have been pounding this for years. We can't we can't keep going the way we're going. There, we've got to come up with new approaches. Those new approaches need new ways of thinking, and you're actually put together the facility to do that. So I want to congratulate you. That's just fantastic. Um, well, I, I don't really need to ask you what this you excited every day because I could hear it. So. Um, Over the next three to five years, do you think we'll get enough done to start bending some of these trends and things?
2: You know, I sure hope so. Um, You know, some people, a lot of people always ask me, um, Mike, do you think the Affordable Care Act is, is, is a success? I don't know. Obviously, I can't necessarily answer that one way or the other yet. But one thing I can answer is I firmly believe that the ACA allowed the following to occur. It allowed the innovation genie out of the bottle. We're not putting her back in whether people like it or not innovations here for this industry uh it is coming in the established players in healthcare better wake up to it uh we have an entire army being amassed not just here in denver but across the country and now across the world uh, of innovators of new thought leaders of entrepreneurs wanting to come in to reimagine healthcare and that's what keeps me very excited
0: well that's great i want to thank you for obviously all you're doing now to help this industry get better bringing these companies together and I really look forward to maybe getting you back on the show sometime next year after you've got this thing opened up and hearing some more about the exciting stuff you're doing. So well, thanks so do it. much, Mike, for joining yeah, us.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. If anybody wants to get a hold of me, I'm at, uh, at Mike Buscelli on Twitter.
0: Sounds great. Well, thanks. And with that, I'll turn it back over to you, Greg.
1: And there you have it. That'll have to be the last word on today's broadcast. I want to thank our guest, Mike Baselli for his time and insights today, and we'll be watching for the launch of Catalyst HTI in Denver. Do follow Mike's work on the web via www.catalysthealthtech.com, and on Twitter via at Mike Paselli or at Catalyst HTI. And finally, if your hospital, health system, physician venture, or healthcare conference is in the market for social media support, including content development, Curation and engagement or amplification, ping me on Twitter via at Two Health Guru or email Greg with two G's at healthinnovationmedia.com media.com. Fred and I will be happy to lend our subject matter expertise to your efforts. Until we meet again on Pop Health Week for Fred Goldstein. This is Greg Masters saying bye now.
2: That was